into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me. But I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another week of Televised Heroics. Everyone, we have a great episode this week because we're talking about the DCCW crossover. Daniel, how excited are you to talk about this? Very. It was epic. It was by far the best uh, crossover episode that they've had. Oh, man, I enjoyed it so much, too. I, I thought it's so much better than any of the crossovers they've done so far. Uh, I think two other ones. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know it's not much, but it was still awesome. Um, And definitely was better than Justice League as well. <laughs> uh, speaking of the movies, I know this is a TV podcast, but let's uh, talk about the fact that since the last time we recorded, the trailer for Infinity Wars dropped. And I, I'll give you my honest opinion. Uh, it, it basically just reminded me of the Justice League trailer. I feel like there's too much going on. You know, uh, I have to say I loved it. I thought the trailer was awesome. But I get what you're saying because, yeah, there was there's a lot going on. And that's one of my biggest fears about this movie is that there's going to be so many people in it and so many things going on that we're not going to get a coherent story. Yeah, I mean, if we wanted to go here and story, this movie might have to be three hours long. <laughs> well, it's you know what? And I think they're definitely keeping it a wraps. Uh, I don't know why my voice set made that weird noise. But it's keeping it a wraps that uh, Avengers 4 is actually going to be part two to this movie. Um, when they first originally announced Infinity Wars, it was Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2. They dropped the Infinity War Part 2 part and just started calling it Avengers 4. I really think that, I mean, obviously we have Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, then Avengers Infinity War. They all have subtitles uh, other than the first Avengers. So Avengers 4 is obviously not going to be the official title. It's going to be Avengers, put fill in the blank right there. And I think the reason why they're not saying is because it will give away uh, something by the time we, uh, that it's, it's going to give away something that we don't want to know until Infinity War comes out, if that makes Can sense. We, okay. Can we just call part four the Revengers? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> At least I tried. Uh, what if it ends up being Aven uh, Avengers Secret Invasion? With the scrolls? Yeah. Holy shit. What if that the, would be awesome. The scrolls show up at the end of uh, Infinity War. That would be fucking crazy. I know. It would. I would probably, you know... I would lose my mind then and there. I would probably stand up and applaud. You know, and what if, and and if you're following the the news on what's going on between uh, Fox and Disney right now, a lot of news sites, and I use the word news very loosely, are reporting that by the end of this week we might see uh, the fact that uh, Disney's bought the the rights from Fox. I what if. I what if something happens between now and then they add that into the movie? 
into the Infinity that, War. That would be awesome as well. Um, I I know I definitely think that we need it. Uh, we need those Fox characters in the Marvel movies. I mean, don't 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 uh, don't think that I I, I don't want that to happen because I do. I want I want the X Men and Fantastic Four to be with the rest of the Avengers. As much as I want all the Spider-Man characters to be in the MCU, but you know, all we're getting is uh, is Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Yeah, I know, and yay! Well, actually, the Iron Spider uh, Iron Spider suit looks pretty cool. You know, and, and I I I know that's what they're calling it, the Iron Spider suit. I don't like that though because the Iron Spider suit that I saw in the comic book Civil War looks so awesome that I want to see that version. But this, I mean, this with version, the legs. yeah, with the with the three extra legs for whatever reason they they made three instead of four. But I, I liked that that suit a lot. Uh, but I do like this suit too. So don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest criticism is, uh, for this trailer is uh, the CGI. What happened? Like, what do you mean? What's wrong? With Thanos. Oh, oh, the the color the color correction or color how he's looking pink instead of purple now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It I think it is weird that it went from purple to pink, but I think that that's something that could be easily corrected since he's completely CGI anyways. Um if it needs to go back to purple, uh, something might happen once he puts on the, the gauntlet that changes everything, you know, and it has infinity gems in it. That's true. Um, may, I, I mean, another reason is that's been going through my head. Why try to make him, you know, look human. We know he's a humanoid alien. So why, you know, try to make him more, look more human as I well. Don't, I don't know if that's ma- trying to make him look human. I think they just took off his helmet. So everybody's like, no, no one's used to seeing him without the helmet. <laughs> that could be it. And, and honestly, I can't think of any comic books that I've ever read where Thanos has taken off the helmet. So, I it's just it's just off putting because you don't ever see him without the helmet. Yeah. Okay. Again, I I could see it. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Which that is what makes me weird. It's like why is the why did he take off the helmet and the armor? And someone said. I think someone was talking to me about it said, well, he takes it off because now he has the Infinity Gauntlet with all the Infinity Gems. Why would he need armor? I was like, for the aesthetic, you know? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> To look more badass yeah. and, war- and warrior-like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, why not keep the armor on? It's, it's just that easy, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly prefer him with the helmet and with the armor. <laughs> you know, it, so one of the things I did enjoy the about the, the trailer itself is that you see a lot of different people teaming up. Like, it's not just the Avengers are together and then, you know, uh, Black Panther's people are together and then the Guardians of the Galaxy are together. You actually have mix and matching of people all over the place, which I just thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and I love the, the very end when Thor's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> so, I, I want to talk about that real quick too. Is like when he, at that end of that trailer when Thor comes out and he says that to the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you got Peter Quill sitting right there with his weird like chomo mustache. Like, what's up with that mustache? It's it's very strange looking. He um, Parks and Rec reunion that we don't know about. And he was uh, Burt Macklin. Oh, <laughs> he's Burt Macklin. Huh? <laughs> uh, all right, I I can dig it. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm just saying I I'm I'm very excited for this movie. I'm very excited from the trailer. 
Uh, I thought that it looked it looked pretty cool, and um, I can't wait to see more. I I, I do hope I, I do plan on not watching any more trailers from this point because I don't want to get anything away. Okay. Last thing I want to say is I dig Cap's new look. You like the the beard nomad look, huh? Yeah, the beard and just how his suit looked black. You know, no more blue with the, you know, stars and stripes. Just saw it black. It looked awesome. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, as long as it's, you know, it builds up to it. If you just came out with that suit the first time in the first movie, I would have been pissed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be some story. I mean, he's probably what? He had to go rogue? Well, it, the character, I mean, I, I believe in the comic books when he gave up being captain america for a little while he was called nomad and it was a black suit like that oh, okay yeah so you know basically a man without a country kind of thing all right so uh all right let's talk a little bit about the watchman series on hbo that we still have yet to come out like nothing's really been announced about it you know david lindenoff has just talked about how much he wants to do it and how much uh, he plan what he plans to doing with it and stuff like that. But we have uh, one of the internet's favorite wrestlers posting on their in- on his Instagram pictures of the the bloody button, the smiley face button, and uh, and a picture of Doctor Manhattan himself. And who is it other than John Cena? John Cena. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Uh, what do you make of that? I mean, I know you're a big Watchmen fan. What do you make of that? I just hope that he is a body double for Dr. Manhattan. See, and everybody's going straight to the Dr. Manhattan, uh, um, picture that he posted, but I don't think anybody is looking at the fact that he also posted the picture of the bloody, um, button. Now, what if that's indicating that he's trying out for, uh, the comedian? I still... Even if it were for the comedian, I still wouldn't wouldn't see him as a comedian. Really? I mean, because think about the comic book. The comedian isn't really all in it that much. And if you think about the movie, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's not really in the movie all that much. It's a bunch. It's a couple of flashbacks and the beginning scene when he gets thrown out of out of the building. So I could yeah. I could see that. I mean, and the the comedian's pretty muscular. He is, but I just don't think. You know, he has the the acting skills, you know, because he does uh, when he's confessing, you know, he gets pretty, pretty damn serious. Um, you know, there's a couple of moments where he is serious or he's terrifying. I don't know if you can pull that off. Fair enough. I, 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 I get what you're saying. Uh, but I, I do think it's interesting. There's no announcement came out of that. He just posted those pictures. Maybe he's just reading the Watchmen for the first time. He's like, this is a fucking great story. <laughs> this blow blew my mind. Yeah. So that, that I thought, I thought it was interesting. And you know, we talked about this before, not, not this particular, but actors go on and they, they, they post things and they say things on their social media. And I think it's more of a campaigning thing to like show the producers of these shows to be like, Hey, look, I have these fans. They want to see me do this. Just like, you remember when, uh, Garrett Dillahunt had posted the picture of, uh, a, a, a replica of Lucille. Like it really yeah. made everybody think that he was going to be playing Negan and that didn't happen. <laughs> I know. And, uh, he even, uh, went on Twitter. was like, Oh, I'm reading these issues of the walking dead. 
and that gave it more like holy shit he's gonna be negan yeah so i mean he might have been up for it and that, that's like some maybe his publicist or his agent or someone told him like hey this would be a good idea to do and get people behind you kind of thing yeah that probably was it but no he's on runaways no he's on the gifted oh on oh, the gifted right right yeah which like I said, I I still don't like that show, but I hope his character ends up being Mr. Sinister. <laughs> All right. You uh, have some high hopes. I do have some high hopes. What do you got? What do you got for us? Um, so, you know, sometimes, and I do this sometimes and then later read uh, the article, but um, people were freaking out uh, over Ace Comic-Con, um, the one that's happening over in Long Island, because if you want the photo op and the autograph um, deal with Gal Gadot, uh, I probably butchered her name. Um, and Henry Cavill, it's $350. So I, people are freaking out. I believe it's Godot, but, but just, you keep going. Okay. But um, I did, you know, um, research the article. I read it at least three times from three different outlets or sources. Um, and two of them actually do say that a portion of that is going to a charity. That's great. You know, that you know that's that's awesome of them. Do you know which charity? Uh, no, it just says a charity, so they probably haven't picked one yet. But even though it's going to charity, that is still a steep amount of money. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is that is a steep amount of money. But you know, that's those are two huge stars. So yeah, I can that see, is true. I can see it, and people pay pay people pay a good amount of money for those uh, uh those photo ops. Yeah, they do, but I, I just want to say, think about this though. Ezra Miller is charging sixty, uh, fifty-five an autograph, and he's charging sixty for a photo op. So that, in comparison to what Henry Cavill and and Gail Good, Goodot is is doing, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. So just think about that. Well, okay, you, you but you also have to take into account that Henry Cavill's played Superman three times now. Uh, Wonder Woman or Gail Gadot's played Wonder Woman three times. She has one of the highest-grossing superhero movies of all time. Uh, and Ezra Miller's only been the Flash. Well, I guess technically he's been twice. In three, no, three times because he was in he was in Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I don't. I I wouldn't say that the Suicide Squad and the Batman v Superman really count. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh with you on that as well. I mean, it was less than 5 minutes, so But he wasn't he wasn't Fantastic Beasts, so he has a whole other franchise underneath his belt too. It's just I yeah. I, I just think that his name's just not as uh as well known yet. Okay. So she, right. Technically she was also in one of the biggest franchises in the world. She's in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, she was uh, number five or number six? No, she was in she was in number four, number five, number six. Yeah, four, five, and six. Oh wow! Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, okay. She has the right, you know, to charge that much then. <laughs> uh, so I mean, we have an Ace Comic Con coming up soon. Um. I forget who's the who's the big draw on uh, the one in Phoenix. Stan Lee. Well, there's an actors too, aren't there? Oh yeah. So um, the ones I can think of off the top of my head: um, Haley Atwell, um, Chris Evans, uh, Sebastian Stan, 
And then, oh God, um, the the British kid that's playing um, Spider-Man right now. Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. So, I mean, if you were to get a Captain America, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, and, and uh, Chris Evans, you know, photo like that, would you pay 350 bucks to, to be in a picture with them? No. <laughs> would you pay 350 bucks to be in Wonder Woman and, and Superman? Maybe, maybe with Gal, yeah, but other than that, no. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, uh, I don't think I would pay it either, but I don't really feel like I don't. I never really felt the need to pay for a picture with a celebrity, but that's just not my thing when I go to cons. So, yeah, more power. And to you've it. said it before, but I didn't you say that uh, when Alan Tudyk was here, you were highly considering it. I was highly considering because I just I just enjoy his work, and he's I think he's hilarious, but. I still didn't do it. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it. I, I was even closer. I almost did it with, um, uh, and by it, I mean, take the, take a picture with, um, oh, why can't I think of her name right now? I hate myself, but she played, um, she played, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> she played the engineer in, Firefly and my my brain is so fried right now. But I did a male version of her costume from Firefly, and so I was like, "Oh, I should totally wear the costume and go take a picture with her." And Eliza Deshku? No, that she was no. on. She was on Angel and Buffy, okay. not on uh, on Firefly. Oh God, what is wrong with me? Anyways, it is, it's not that. Miranda Baccarin? Nope. That she played uh, Anara on Firefly. Uh, Summer Glau? Nope. That was River on Summerfly on Firefly. Goddamn, uh, Jewel. Jewel State. Thank you. Jewel State played. What's your character's name? Do you have it right there? Uh, I'll pull it back up. Oh, I just closed the app. It's something Fry. Anyways. Uh, Kaylee. Kaylee. Thank you. Kaylee Fry on, I had a male version of her costume. I was cosplaying as, and I was like, to- I totally should have done it. But, uh, I think actually, I think I, I was there. I did pay for the t- the, the ticket to get the autograph or not the autograph, the picture, but then she had to cancel the second set of pictures, I think. And oh, that so I, sucks. but I got my money back. So that was okay. Yeah. Uh, was that the same year when, uh, Nathan Fillion was here? No, it was not the same okay. year. I think it was the same year that um, uh, the guy who plays uh, Jane was here. Um, uh, Baldwin, Adam Baldwin. I think. Oh, okay. I think the two of them were here at the same time. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so another comic book sh- uh, that's being turned into a TV series over at Netflix is the Umbrella Academy. Um, I think most famously, it's it was uh, it's a comic book that's created by. The lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way, and okay. and uh, it. I've read the first volume of the Umbrella Academy. It very very good book. Very interesting. Uh, it's definitely like a really kind of twisted X Men, uh, if you want to think of it that way. Kind of, it's about these like kids that um, are kind of all born with superpowers, and then orphaned and then given to a guy who then teaches them how to work on their powers and become a superhero team uh but the first person that we saw cast was ellen page and i think we talked about that on the podcast when it happened she'll be playing um 
one of the one of the female characters. I don't remember which one. But now we've gotten to see who the other characters are, are going to be portrayed by. Tom Hopper is going to be Luther or Space Boy, his code name. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, he was most recently on the last season of Game of Thrones as uh, Dickon. Uh, very, very uh, interesting performance by him. And I can definitely see him in the role as uh, Space Boy. Uh, David Casaneda is going to be playing Diego Hargreaves, the the Kraken. Um, he in the in the comic book is really cool. He's kind of like the he's kind of like the outsider of the group, who's already a group of outsiders. Um, Diego, or I'm sorry, David Casaneda, I, I, he has a recurring recurring role on Jane the Virgin. If you watch that, uh, he also mm-hmm. has he also be in Sicario, uh, the sequel to Sicario, uh, Soledado coming out soon uh emmy raver lampman is going to be playing the rumor uh another one of the the siblings um she is a broadway actress she's done show toured with uh broadway shows of hamilton and wicked uh and then there's the seance klaus hargreaves uh he'll be played by robert sheehan now uh i think a lot of people will know that him from the attempts at Mortal Engines, the City of Bones, that came out. Or I'm sorry, uh, Mortal Instruments, the City of Bones. Um, but what I know him as is uh, the character of Nathan from a British show called Misfits. Now that show, if you watch the first two seasons, is is incredible. It's uh it's very much a superhero show, but it's very much um characters that that don't they they have superpowers but they don't use them for good they and they don't use them for evil either they just kind of use them for their own benefit uh and it's just really it's really cool it's a really cool show you know you're not the first one to bring up uh bring up that show if you have hulu and that's the last place i remember seeing it you, you can catch i think you can catch all four seasons on it which i still enjoy all four seasons a lot of people We'll say that you know stop after season two, but I think you sh- you should follow it through all the way through. Uh, what's his face? Um, the guy who plays uh, Cassidy, Joseph on- Gilgun. Is that who plays Cassidy on? Yeah, yeah, he plays Cassidy on Preacher. He was he was on the, the later two seasons of uh, Misfits, and he takes he basically takes the place of Robert Sheehan's character of Nathan because he just uh, he, he's kind of a, a quippy witty sarcastic guy and they both kind of play the same kind of character okay and then uh ramsey from game of thrones is in it too that's right ramsey did he played um uh spence i think it was spencer spencer i think uh he was a great addition to that show really good uh then you have aiden gallagher he is going to be playing uh the youngest of the brother of the siblings number five um uh he's also called the boy I believe, and let's see what else has he done. He's a Nickelodeon Nikki series. He's he's uh yeah he's a Nickelodeon star. So there's that. <laughs> he's growing up. <laughs> I guess breaking out of that Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon. Yep, yep. Break out of that and do some uh, pretty serious stuff. All right, let's see him become a badass son. <laughs> uh, what was the next thing you had? Uh, the other thing I had is um, so Rob Paulson. You know who that is, right? That's the voice of the of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
so basically he is assembling a lot of uh, voice actors from 90s cartoons and they are uh, working on a show together. It's basically a mix of sort of like the Avengers and the Justice League, but instead of being, you know, humans with superpowers, they're going to be animals with superpowers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who are some of the voice actors that they he's gotten so far? Kevin Conroy, Cal Dodd, um, Cal Dodd, uh, we meant, I mentioned this earlier to you. Uh, he voiced for Wolverine in the, uh, 90s X-Men animated series. So already uh, you have the voice of Batman and the voice of Wolverine. Yeah. So do you think that they'll be playing, they'll be doing the voices of, of like animals that are also being like Wolverine and, and Batman? That's actually a really good question. I read the article and they said that, um, the guy that voiced for Wolverine, he's going to be a cat with superpowers. So I mean, I mean Wolverine is a, is a, from the dog family, but he has claws. So people think you know maybe it's kind of like a cat. Maybe he'll he'll do cat thing. Like I, I I'm just thinking like I wonder if they're gonna play up to the fact that they have these famous voices and and do their famous characters. Like is Kevin Conroy gonna be a a bat that flies around and and beats up people or solves crimes and stuff? He's gonna be a dog that has superpowers. Ah, okay. So maybe maybe it's like uh maybe it is, maybe it's not. Who knows? Yeah, um, I mean another thing you can do with the cat is basically shape his ears to look like Wolverine's crazy hair from the nineties cartoon. Right, and and you take a dog's ears and make him look like the like if it's a a Doberman. Like a, bat. a Doberman looks like kinda like a bat head, right? Yeah. Uh look like he's wearing the pointy cow. Yeah. And you got that going. <laughs> Um, another thing too, and, um, this actually came up last week and, uh, it's the last thing I want to talk about. I'm surprised we didn't bring it up, but the voice actress for, um, Wonder Woman in the Justice League, uh, cartoon or animated series that ran for what, 2000, 2005. Yeah. Um, she got the, um, the okay from Warner brothers. Basically if, um, enough fans said that they wanted a justice league reunion movie, that they would uh, get the entire cast together and Warner Brothers would create another Justice League animated movie with the cast members from that show. Wow. So when was the last time that they were together? Like, was it the the New Frontier? Justice League New Frontier? Or... Ooh, I don't even know. Um, oh, shoot. Because, I, yeah, I don't honestly don't know what was the last one that they were all together. Huh. That was a Paul Dini one, right? The New Frontier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Paul Dini one. Uh, so, if it is that one, 2008, that's uh, the last time that they all got together. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Uh, now, it also says that the article said that um, Andrea Romano would be coming out of retirement to direct it, right? Yeah, and she animated a lot, or um, I'm sorry, directed a lot of the episodes from the animated series yeah. as well. Yeah, I think she directed she directed a few of the movies as, towards the end of her career. Yeah, so um, I mean, I retweeted it. Uh, so when I retweeted it, it had fifty thousand retweets. So I hope it has enough momentum to get it going. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I miss Michael uh, Michael Rosenbaum as Wally. Um, you know, I Kevin Conroy. I'm a big fan, so I'll always be like, yeah, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> was uh, was Tim Daly the voice of Superman in those, or was that just for the movies? 
I think that was just for the movies. Um, Cause I know one of the Baldwin brothers voiced for, for Superman. Or still does it currently. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. Tim Daly did, did that, that one. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully it gets the backing that it needs so that we can all enjoy it. And since we're all, you know, grown up, do you think it's going to be like a PG 13 justice league? Ooh, feature? maybe I could see that. I mean, because a lot of their animated movies are got, have gone that direction, so I, I don't see why not. Yes, that's all, what, and that's what we need. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to talk about is some added new actors to uh, as series regulars for Fear the Walking Dead. So we talked about it earlier, where the the actor was uh, posting stuff about. Um, being Negan or not being Negan, but reading, you know, Garrett Dillahunt. Apparently he's going to be a series regular on fear of the walking dead. Huh? Yeah. So along with him is going to be Jenna Elfman, uh, Garrett Dillahunt and Maggie Grace. Now, I don't know if you watched lost when it was on, but she was on that. She's the daughter from the taken movies with Liam Neeson. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's, and she's done some other work. Um, nothing. Oh, she's in Californication. She was in Californication for a little while. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so you got all that. And then, and as we talked about last week, uh, uh, Lenny James will be taking his character of Morgan over over to the Pier of the Walking Dead. So uh, we definitely have... And do you know who Jenna Elfman is? I, I kind of skipped over her a little bit, but... I don't think so. So uh, back in the 90s, uh, she had a TV show called uh, Dharma and Greg. So she was Dharma. Uh, she's been in a lot more since then. I just, that's, I think that's the, probably the thing that's the biggest name for her. But, uh, uh, I think she's a funny actress, uh, incredibly funny. So she's got, and she's had a lot of, a lot of sitcoms since then. And a lot of movies since then, uh, just maybe not anything that you would recognize, but she's, she is good. Okay. So, and that'll be joining the regular cast members of Kim Dickens, Frank, Frank Delane, Alicia Debnan Carey, Coleman Do- Domingo, and Denai Garcia. And um, so, did you name the actor that plays Nick? I did. So that's weird that oh. he that that they said that. So that must mean that he's still alive. All right. I mean, we'll just see how he comes back into the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's all, all the things that I had for news. That's all you had for news. Let's go ahead and get over to the crossover, which was amazing. Finally, this is what we needed. You know, I just want to start off with this was amazing because it did not do the whole Dominator thing where everything, you know, just had to do with its own little show. It all blended together yes yes that was the i think i i wonder if a lot of people complained about that last year because yeah the crossover last year you definitely had everybody doing their own thing in their own show and just a little bit of crossover from the other shows whereas this year it was the opposite it was everybody was crossing over the 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 storyline was the most important thing for for the whole story it really felt like this was the whole the whole story was being told over four different episodes, four hours, and if this was if this comes out, if they release this on on a DVD or a Blu-ray, just like by itself without commercials, I am gonna buy the hell out of that because I would watch this crossover again and again. This thing was awesome. 
I, I agree. Hey, do you think that when it comes out on Netflix, it, it'll recommend that it just plays, you know, starts off as Supergirl and just plays all four parts? I don't think they'll they'll do that because I don't think I just don't think Netflix is set up that way. But I hope I, I could really hope that they would. That would be awesome if they did it that way. You know what? If it does get released on Blu-ray, I would actually buy it, too, because I want to know all the commentary, you know, deleted scenes. And yes, exactly. What yes. inspired this, to, you know? Yeah. So uh, one of the little things that I wanted to talk about, like one one of the little things that I, I thought about was interesting because the first episode is Supergirl, but you don't really see a lot of like nothing Supergirl centric happens in it. It starts off with, uh, you know, Barry fighting with the, the uh, I think, King Shark. Yeah, I believe that he was going up against King Shark and some other stuff and in and iris oh yeah king shark yeah and iris is uh is talking to him about the 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 people who have been rsvp'd to the wedding yet which already is kind of ridiculous like you're a couple days away from the away from the wedding and these people haven't rsvp'd i think they they've missed their shot and why would ollie not have rsvp'd yet you know like (laughs) it's (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna have him he has him as part of the the groomsmen like it that doesn't make any sense so uh that's the first thing and then you have ollie who's who's dressed up as green arrow for whatever reason fighting in star city but we already know like we already we know from his show that his son doesn't want him dressing up as green arrow anymore. And he does, he hasn't done it in a long time in his city. So why would he be doing it in the beginning of this? Like, I really feel like they could, like, I understand why they did it because they, if people aren't watching green arrow, they wouldn't understand why he's not green arrow in that scene. But I could think you could really do the scene was like, cause he's also the mayor. So it would be an interesting, like he's doing mayor things and, and they could be like, Oh, well, you know, I, 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 I've been busy doing mayor things kind of stuff, but it's okay. I, I let it slide. <laughs> uh, well, since it's uh, coming back this week, what if there was some sort of time jump that they may or may not explain? If there was some kind of time jump, that would be weird. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have to see. It, it, I do like that the crossover happens and then the next week is the mid-season finale. Like this, it, That's the way it happened last week, last year too. And it's just like, that's, that, I think that's a good way to go into the midseason finale. I think so, too. Especially because, um, you know, these episodes uh, for this upcoming week, they're just going to set everything up for when it comes back, and they usually leave us on cliffhangers. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, was, was, was Cisco his best man, or was Ollie his best man? I couldn't tell with the way it was positioned. Yeah, neither could I, which I thought was very strange. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't Iris saying like, oh, uh, Barry's driving me crazy because he insists that, you know, we have this many groomsmen. And I think I only saw them too. Yeah, I, th- I only saw the two of them too, which is, yeah. I don't know. That's what she said on the Bachelorette episode. But we do know that she had... She had um, at least Felicity and Caitlin as her as her br- bridesmaids, right? Yeah, and Caitlin was supposed to be the maid of honor because of the Killer Frost episode. Yeah, she that, asked that's her. right. She was supposed to be. So I, I imagine Cisco was probably also his best man, but the way things turned out at the end of the episode, it was just out of convenience. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll get that into that in a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. I mean, I imagine everybody that's listening to this has already watched the episodes, but right. we'll get to that at the end. Uh, uh, I want to talk about the ki- the little the the waitress at the wedding, which I don't think you usually have waitresses at the ceremony, but that's neither here nor there. That comes up to Barry to talk to her and say, "Oh, you know, this is a this is a great uh, event. I'm glad that you guys are getting married. It's it's something that's going to be talked about for for ages." giving things away that's got to be like a descendant of his right it's got to be his granddaughter you think so I, it has to be it's either his daughter or his granddaughter now in the comic books barry's do- grandson is uh bart uh bart allen impulse but i believe his granddaughter is also excess um another speedster okay so uh i i'm wondering if that's who that's supposed to be because, I mean, it was a little bit creepy how she was holding on to him. I was like, oh, my God, yes, this is so great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird that they dropped it in the in this episode, too, that, that that's where they wanted to put her in. I wonder if it's going to play into the the um, mid-season finale at all or if it's just a, they're doing a really long, long con and it's going to be something towards the end of the season. That could be it, too. I mean, the Flash sometimes does drag... Uh, stuff out yeah, so it, well it does but if they if they play if they only drop us little hints throughout the season and then a big reveal at the at the end of the season i'll be happy about that but if they just they're coming out and they just like the next episode like yes i'm from the future and then we don't hear anything until the end of the season i'll be pissed <laughs> they've done that to us before too so they really have um uh, so but yeah that's what i thought that was I thought that was such a cool little um, Easter egg or plot point that they dropped in there. Uh, I, I I'm excited to see how that rest of that plays out. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look. I'll pay more attention to that character if, uh, now if she comes up again. Yeah, uh, I cut you off a second ago. Did you? Did you, was there something that you wanted to, to say? Obviously, um, this uh, this whole crossover was going to deal with relationships because of the wedding. I really do like the way that they handle the whole um, Alex thing with with Maggie and her issues. You know, before when we knew that this crossover was coming, uh, I, I guess I didn't realize that Maggie and Alex were going to were going to break up at the beginning of the season. I almost thought that this there was there was gonna be three weddings in this in this <laughs> crossover. Right, we talked about that too. I think I think we did, but uh, yeah, that didn't happen. But yes, yeah, especially with the Supergirl episode, a lot of it did re- revolve around um, uh, Maggie's breakup. Now, it was very. It, it, they made it seem that it was very last minute that Kara decided that she will go to the wedding. After, I guess, after uh, bonding at your mom's place that didn't, you know, get you over your slump. So let's go over to to a wedding that we got invited to. Yeah, that was, uh, I just thought it was like, it's weird. It's like, I, I guess she didn't RSVP from another dimension, but then she's also kind of, she kind of crashing the party. I don't know. <laughs> I get, like, I know she got invited and everything. And obviously it was convenience because of the show. But I didn't think that Barry and Kara were that close. Well, I think the only reason that they're saying that they are close is because of the musical episode. Oh, that's right. And, that's right. I forgot and, about that. So now that he knows that she can sing, she asked he asked her to sing during the ceremony, and it was all cutesy and stuff. And then crash explosions. 
Oh my goodness. So yeah, the 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 Nazi versions of them coming in and and uh and stopping the, the that fight scene was so fucking epic. It was so cool everybody, to watch. Just everybody going ham on everybody else, man. That was <laughs> awesome to watch. I loved that Ollie like pulled out the whole Cisco, give me a portal, and like he used it to his advantage and made a fucking portal from one floor to the next and shot an arrow through and stuff. Now I thought in this scene, this whole fight scene though, the arrows were all moving really slow for some reason. Like people were <laughs> able to beat arrows to places, and I'm not just talking about the speedsters. Like it just seemed like, like there's the one shot where um, uh, Ollie saves. Uh, I want to say I want to say White Canary from an arrow by shooting the arrow out of the air, but it, oh, that's right. But he like he takes a minute to look at the arrow and then watches it as it's flying towards her and then fires. And I'm like, that took way too long. That arrow should have been there already. Yeah, um, they did a slow mo too when uh, since uh, White Canary and Alex had their little fight scene in that little corridor, there was another arrow that got shot too and. There was a slow-mo there, too. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, some of the arrows seemed like they were moving real slow. But I get it. It, it was all, it, it's all for the dramatic part, the dramatic pauses and stuff. Um, let's talk about the big reveal right after the fight scene. Who is Prometheus in this Nazi universe? Dude, <laughs> Tommy Merlin. Dude, we talked so many times about the fact that they, will they ever bring back Tommy Merlin? And I kept saying, no, they won't bring him back. He's on another show. He's too busy. Even last season's crossover, they had a line in there where it was during the the part of Arrow where they were inside that uh, computer program that made everybody believe in their best parts. And uh, Willa, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Willa, but uh, Emma. Uh, no, not Emma. Uh, <laughs> Thea. Thea is talking to the the fake Malcolm Merlin. She says. Uh, where's Tommy? He's like, oh, he's he's doing great as a doctor in Chicago, and he's usually busy Tuesday nights. And I told you, like, when that happened, I was like, that's a call back to the fact that the actor who – Colin Donnell, I think is his name, who played Tommy Merlin, is on Chicago Med. And, you know, it was, it was a really nice little thing. But he showed up in this crossover as Prometheus. Like, when they took off that mask, I was really expecting it to be um, uh, the actor that played – Prometheus last season. I just can't think of his name. Um, but, but yeah. Oh I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so when he showed I was up. Saying when he showed oh, up. Okay. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when, he showed, when he took the mask off and it ended up being Tommy, I was floored. Now, he was only on the episode for maybe two scenes. Like it's the end scene of that, which is the end of Supergirl, and then the beginning scene of Arrow, which was the next episode. And and then he takes a cyanide pill and kills himself. But so the actor was probably only there for two days at the most to film his scenes. But it was pretty yeah. cool. It was awesome. I I really enjoyed that. I was like, no way. I was hoping he would have a bigger part, but that was so pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome to, to see. Uh, so we come to find out that you know the Führer, uh, in the Nazi universe, the Earth X, is actually Ollie. Ollie as the is the leader of the Nazi party. I don't know how to how to say it. The the leader of the Nazis in this world. Um, 
And he also shoots arrows and stuff. His general, his overgirl, is Supergirl's count doppelganger. Um, and the two of them are married, like Supergirl and and Ollie together, which, all right, sounds good to me. But they keep making jokes about it throughout the episode, the fact that those two are together, and they're like, ew, gross kind of thing, which I thought yeah. was pretty funny. That was uh, pretty awesome, too. Um, so they kind of threw in a little, I guess, a little Red Sun there, because, you know, Red Sun, Superman lands in Russia. But right. this time, uh, Supergirl lands in Germany, and... She was happy about that. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and I don't actually. I don't know if she lands in Germany. She just lands in Germany, Nazi-occupied America. But you know, oh, that's true because she did say the fatherland. Yeah. So, I just uh, the one thing I thought was weird is that we don't have a Grant Gustin or a Barry Allen version on Earth X. Right. Because their speed, their speedster is 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 um Harrison Wells or I'm sorry Eobar Thawne from Barry's Earth. Now, see, okay, this is where I think it gets confusing. They say that he's Eobar Thawne from Earth 1. It's the version that got thrown into the vortex at the end of season 1 of of uh of the Flash. But we saw him disappear, so I mean, and he even says, did you see me die? It's all time travel. It's all weird. And it's like, I wonder why they decided to do that. Like, I can understand them using Eobarthon, but why not just make it Earth X's Eobarthon? Why make it Earth 1's Eobarthon? I don't know. That's actually a really good question. I did like the way he delivered that line. It was like, did you see me die, though? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like, we've seen different versions of We've seen Matt Lesher come through and... and uh, Go, you know, so his his version of Eobarthon, and uh, it, it's it, it it's true. It's time travel, and it seems like the Reverse Flash really knows how to figure that stuff out and, and manipulate it to his uh, advantage. But I I still I actually do think that it's the Eobarthon from Earth X. They were just screwing. He was just screwing with uh, Barry from Earth One just to just to screw with him because he likes to screw with Barrys. That could be very much it. Um... And it just sucks that, you know, at the end he, he got away. <laughs> so yeah, it does that. And that was also strange. Um, I have to wonder if it was something that Grant Gustin wanted that he didn't want a Nazi version of himself out there. But, but why he didn't want to play two parts. Maybe not so much that he didn't want to play two parts, but maybe like, it's something that's very, very like, personal to him maybe he had family that survived uh the holocaust or something like that you know what i mean that's true i didn't think about it that way that's the only thing that i could think about i i'm completely speculating i have nothing i know nothing i never i have no evidence to back that up i didn't even look up grant gustin's background to find out if he has anything like that (laughs) in his family it just to me it's just weird that why would he let everybody else play two parts and not him and we've seen maybe maybe that's because it could also be because we just got done with a whole season of the Flash being two different people because he was a Savitar or Barry was Savitar as well and we didn't want to rehash that I guess. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it too. I just I just really felt like it uh it was a disservice not to have a Nazi version of either the Flash or of Barry. 
but in, yeah. instead you have a the reverse flash but he's saying that he's the evil reverse flash from uh uh earth one earth one yeah i have another... oh how convenient there's 52 earths <laughs> well technically there's 53 because there's 52 no. and then he's like well there's also one other one there's earth x it's like well then why don't you just say there's 53 why is this x <laughs> that's so weird um i do want to say this though when they find out that Overgirl is actually Supergirl, and they they're like, "Oh, it's Kara. What what's going on?" And then um, Harry says, "Yeah, every Earth has a has a Kara." So that would mean that Earth One has a Kara, has a Supergirl. But yeah, are we are we to take that? That means that in this either in this in Earth One, everybody died on Krypton, or Krypton never blew up. Yeah, that could be it. Or, I mean, we can start an early flashpoint here and she's captured um, inside of Argus and has never seen the sun. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, we already we already ruined flashpoint by that's true. last season. So there's that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. What I mean, but then also where's Martian Manhunter? You know, every Earth has to have a Martian Manhunter, too. Yeah. And and a Clark. Everybody's have counterparts. Yeah. So uh, it just makes me it makes me wonder that he said that, and, they, and the writers made it a point to 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 say that to point it out that every Earth has a Kara. Huh. I wonder what's gonna happen then. I, I wonder. We may never get a resolution on that. We may. We may never. It, it's very possible. Now, I want to go back to the first season of Flash when we see the the newspaper, the digital newspaper from the future that says uh, we lose Flash to a crisis, right? Yeah. Now, if if we still play this up and you know, season 5 of Flash, we get the crisis on Infinite Earths because this is crisis on Earth X, but we still get yep. the crisis on Infinite Earths. What if they make it? What if they follow through with that crisis, just like they did with the the original Crisis comic book, where all the Earths become one? That would make yeah. I mean, that would definitely work out a lot, but wouldn't that cause issues for the CW shows? It would, but I think it'd be an interesting way for them to play it up, just like everybody merges, and then now you have National City in the same you know same world as. As, as Star City and the same world as uh, Central City and stuff like that. We just have to introduce a whole lot more characters <laughs> before that happens. You know what? One, one thing I want to talk to, I want to say too, before we, we move on, who has a rehearsal dinner in a coffee shop? Right? <laughs> Jitters the coffee shop is where they're having their rehearsal dinner. And not only that, they're also it's also catered. Like it's a coffee shop, guys. I get it. It's the set that we've already have and and it's the it's the central perk, you know, basically that like friends had, but come on. That was so unbelievable. Okay. A, a better one would have been Star Labs or Joe's house. Yeah, Joe's you should have had Yeah, just have it at Joe's place. That would have been perfect. But no. We're going to do it at Jitters. That was so weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, got that out of out of my system. Uh, what do you think of some of the the new characters that we were introduced, like uh, Ray? 
That was awesome. Um, the special effects were really, really good. Um, I was uh, was not expecting actually the introduction of another character in this. So I know that we we posted the article back in the day, and we also talked about it a little bit in on this podcast. But uh, the actor who plays the Ray is also the voice actor who does the voice of the Ray in the animated series. However, I didn't put two and two together that I know this actor. I've seen him on the British version of uh, Being Human, and he was also on Doctor Who for a few episodes. Uh, I just so this this is a British actor doing an American accent once again. Uh, she nailed it. He she sure did. He did a great job. Um, and the fact that you know in on Earth X, him and Captain Cold or Leo Snart are a couple. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. I was like, all right, go show. Like, I know, and I'm pretty sure that, not that it matters, but I'm pretty sure that both actors in real life are homosexual. I know, I know, I know that um, the guy who plays Captain Cold, or in I know he is, Citizen Cold, uh, Michael, no, not Michael. Michael's his, his name on Prison Break. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, he was uh he is uh homo- he is homosexual and i i think that i think that the other actor is too cuz and he he shared a a kiss scene with uh Malcolm Merlin uh John John Barrowman on on Doctor Who so oh wow yeah so there's that so there's more connections to the Arrow universe to the Hoovers. To the Hoovers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, having him use his powers, the Ray was awesome. I really hope that they they are able to bring him into the Arrowverse more in in the live action versions as opposed to the CW seed animated versions because I don't watch those shows, which I should. I should watch Vixen <laughs> and Ray. Those I, I mean, should I, too. I bet you those they're pretty good episodes. I wonder if the animated version of the Ray has him on Earth X all the time. Wow, that's actually something I didn't think about. I I actually do think that if any universe the Ray you know where to fit in, it probably uh, best fit in Legends of Tomorrow. He would be great on Legends. He would also be great on 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 uh, Supergirl, I think, though too. He would, because you know he has very much the same powers as Superman. Like not the same powers, but he has he's a solar battery just like Superman is. Uh, he gets all his powers from the sun, kind of thing. Uh, Red Tornado was badass. Red Tornado was badass. The I, I like the way that they brought him back. He was he was obviously more robotic. I love the way they used Finn's character in this this uh, crossover. He's kind of the leader of the resistance on Earth X. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, and he was a total jerk. But yeah, I mean, we actually got to see his acting chops. And what did you think of? Uh, uh, guardian on earth x which i think they called him uh rebel i think so and he got murdered oh he's, he got murdered hard but dude his costume looked pretty badass it was it was a little bit of the traditional gold that you would see with uh the guardian in the comic books but it was also gold and like star spangled flag looking um i like the earth x costume a lot more than the one on uh supergirl uh it looked more true to the comics as well just more metallic it looked more realistic it didn't look like he was just wearing spandex yeah i i don't i don't like his i don't like his all black look on on supergirl i i i'd like to see a little bit more color yeah 
Uh, oh, one of the greatest moments for me is, um, you know, towards the end when they're having that huge battle. And it was so creative to have uh, Mr. Fantastic throw the T-Spears and, you Mr. know, terrific. Ray was riding on him. Or Terrific, sorry. <laughs> was riding on the on T-Spears. The yes, that was that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, that's, it's very much, uh, uh, Ant-Man on the arrow of, of Hawkeyes, but it was still really cool on, in the show. But, um, I will complain. Um, I, my complaint about this is Wally, um, not just, you know, getting Joe away and that was his only job. And then, um, Thea not having to do anything in this episode. I don't even think she was in the wedding. You know what? I, I think you're right. I don't think I don't remember seeing her at the wedding, but she did just wake up from a coma, so I'll give her that. Hey, do you want to go relax and be at a wedding, enjoy you know the comfort of friends and food? <laughs> Maybe she still had to stay in the hospital. That's true too. Uh, now this is the in this episode or in the crossover. This is when. Uh, um, uh, Wally came back, right? Or was that the or was that last week's episode of Flash? That was last week's episode of Flash. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we didn't talk about it then in when we talked about the Flash, but uh he came back and he talked about Starro. Starro the Conqueror. Yeah. yeah. You know, Starro the Conqueror is the first uh villain that the Justice League went up against. They you know, it's and you've seen him in the animated series a bunch of times. I think he was in Young Justice too, you know, it's they, uh, it's the starfish looking things from outer space that cover people's faces. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool that they threw that out there. I guess I, I guess I'm regressing since we're talking about two two week two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. You know, Wally as Kid Flash didn't really get didn't do much in the in the crossover at all. Uh, I mean, obviously he had his part in the wedding fight, but that's about it if I can think about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think like what what else. I I don't think I really had any complaints about the crossover. Again, it's the best crossover they've done. Um, I mean, they've only had, this is the third one, but yeah, it was the greatest one so far. So I want to talk about um, uh, Adam the Ray, yeah, the, uh, Ray the Adam. <laughs> uh, he at one point when he's saving them. At Star Labs, he he's like, oh, I don't only shrink anymore. I get big now. And then he grows his hand and slaps the guy against the, the wall. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, I remember. But that's not something that the Atom does. That was like Mr. Fantastic kind of move right there from the Fantastic Four. I was thinking Plastic Man, too. Oh, yeah. Also a Plastic Man and a, and a Elongated Man thing. So... Which, which we did not see. Yeah, which he didn't show up, which is kind of was kind of weird. Like that would have been a good place for him to be too. Exactly. Uh, I wonder if they just yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. It's, especially since he's being used right now in the episodes of Flash. CG budget or the actor was busy during filming. No, it's not. With something I, else. Probably not busy during the filming, but just like they already are probably shelling out a lot of money for everybody else at the moment. Ah oh, man, but okay. So this show did have a lot of you know comic relief, but I think he would have his character would have had a lot of perfect one-liners. He would have, yeah. And you're right; there was already a lot of comic relief in that. Uh, so there is the one scene 
once again, I don't know if this this was intentional or if uh, you know people fans have just put it together and it worked out that way. But the scene when Kara is on the operating table and she's talking to Eobar, she's like, "My cousin's gonna come save me, and he's gonna kick your ass." Um. Now we take that as Superman's gonna come save her, and she's he's like, "Oh, you know, we already took care of the Superman on on this Earth or whatever." I think that's what they say. Um, so don't worry about that happening. Later on, the person that gets Kara out of the bed is is Ray, which, Ray. Is, which is played by Brandon Routh, who was Superman. Superman. <laughs> so, do you think that was intentional? Probably, because they did that last seat, last crossover. You remember? She said, "You look yeah. a lot like my cousin." Yeah. I think it was intentional. I love it. I, I love it. I love the fact that they play up to the fact that these, you know, one, he's played Superman before and they've, they've, you know, done these things. Uh, they, they make, they make, they make it known that we know that these, these people have been on other superhero shows. Yeah. Or they'll do like other callbacks. Like, um, when they broke in legends of tomorrow, when they broke into, uh, Argus, he's on prison break. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what do you think of the fact that like not all the legends were invited to the wedding? Like Nate wasn't there, which I guess he doesn't really have a connection to, uh, to Barry. Uh, well, neither does Ari. Neither does, neither does, uh, yeah, neither does Ari and neither does the Vixen character, I guess. So, I mean, is that the reason why? Because... I mean, why why invite Mick? Mick is a criminal. Like, I understand that he's a hero now, but he's like even when he sit he sat next to the to the police chief or yeah, Singh is the, is the police chief. He's like, don't I know you? And he's like, nah. I hate pigs. I hate pigs. Yeah. <laughs> and lawyers. <laughs> that uh, they did u- utilize him pretty well, but I maybe they were like, eh, he was a villain. He's a legend now. He's cool. We can invite him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about the big one of the big things that happened. Were you expecting Stein to die? No, I was not. I I knew that they were going to separate, and I thought it was just going to be you know due to like okay you know it's time we get this sign dragging you you know from your family especially because Stein's wife and daughter and grandson were there. So I was like, okay, you know, it's gonna be a normal thing. He's not gonna die, but holy, holy crap, they killed him off. Yeah, I was, you know, I I was not expecting that. Like we've talked about this up until this point. We we knew that he was leaving. We knew that we just. I think we 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 obviously just assumed that he was just gonna go back to his family and just not be on the show anymore. But yeah, to kill off his character, I couldn't believe that. I know that that. I, you know, I wasn't sad. I was shocked, actually, that that happened. And and now the fact that, I mean, not only did, was it sad, you know, uh, Jefferson doesn't get to have uh, what he is now re- revealed to the rest of the, the audience, that a father figure that he never had, uh, one of his closest friends and a person that he, he shared a psychic bond with for a very long time, but now he won't be able to become Firestorm anymore. I'm I'm thinking that they will figure a, a way around that, in, you know, in the future episodes. But I, I, 
as much as this uh, death really uh, blindsided me, I I wonder if the actor who plays Jefferson Jackson is just going to be leaving. Oh, I hope not, man. I hope not. <laughs> What'd that... you... What's up? Oh, I was going to say, what did you think of uh, Gray giving him a uh, serum to make him into uh, a superhero with powers? He gave him the moss spider powers. <laughs> That was pretty funny, and obviously Jack Scott got offended. And once again, but, they reference Marvel you know, comics. Marvel, because he's yeah. like, "Oh, you made me. You're gonna make me into Spider-Man." And he's like, "Well, you won't have webbing, and you won't have the proportionate <laughs> strength." He's like, "He's like, so I'll have a spider sense? No, you won't have it either. You'll pretty much just get to stick to things." I'm <laughs> Sticky Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great moment. Like, I mean, how would you feel of being just a wall crawler? Oh, dude, I, I guess you could use them for some espionage stuff, but that's pretty much it, and I would be pretty upset. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd suck to have just that as the as as your power, only that. <laughs> but I think if you're creative enough, you could use it to your advantage. You most definitely could. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, you know, they finally, we finally got the actress in there playing uh, Stein's wife. So I really think that they had planned that storyline that we talked about before that he had accidentally killed his wife with the time anomalies, but they decided not to go with it. And it just never came to fruition, or the scenes that they had filmed with that had been cut out. So now the, now she's the, the, the daughter isn't isn't parentless. She at least has her mother. Right. Yeah, because that would have been too dark if they did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any way of saving Stein now, do you think, at a later time? At a later time? I mean, they have time. They are a time-traveling show, and, you know... I'm just saying, like, maybe in, in the season finale episode, they're like, well, we figured out a way to save him kind of thing. I I mean, I could see it. Um, everybody basically is time traveling. Uh, Damien Dark, maybe they try to stop Dark somewhere around that time and they prevent end up preventing um, Stein's death. Or, or whatever they did to bring Dark back. Maybe that is used to bring back Stein. Oh, that's true, too. Uh, I mean, obviously, White Canary, Sarah, knows about Lazarus Pits. Uh, why? I mean, obviously, it's not a, be- a good thing to do. They needed to bring John Constantine in to, to get rid of her craziness uh, on Arrow. So it might not be the best thing to throw Stein's body into a Lazarus Pit, but she knows about it. And when she, uh, for a minute there, when she was looking at his dead body, I, that's what I, it's the first thing that came to my mind, but she's like, Oh, I'll mourn for him at the funeral. We need to get into action right now. Yeah. Which was sad to yeah. hear too. Yeah. It was, it was a very courageous death. Now, if they go back in time and take take that away from him, that'd be, that, that very much suck because, you know, and obviously they needed, he needed to make that sacrifice so that everybody else could live. Yeah. Yeah, just, again, was not expecting that. Was, you know, really, really shocked that it happened. Yeah. Um, but you brought up Constantine. He's coming up to Legends. Um, obviously, they're not going to bring, I don't think they're going to bring back Stein, but do you think he's going to go up against not Dark, but Dark's daughter? 
I could see that happening. I would, I could definitely see that happening. I hope, I hope this means that in the future we'll see more of him on Legends or just in the Arrowverse at, at altogether because it's, once again, it's terrible that we lost that show. I know. Too soon. Yeah, too definitely too soon. No one, no one gave it a chance. And then Seed, but I mean, again, we both admitted that we don't see anything on there. Yeah, we, yeah. It's just, I forgot that they did the Seed show for him. Yeah, still, so he's voiced for him multiple times. Yeah, because he was in the the animated movie, the Justice League Dark movie. Yeah, did you see that one? By the way, I did see it. It's 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 okay. It's good. Uh, the best part of that is death is even death is afraid of Batman. Like that, there's a part of the movie where where Batman can't see the Grim Reapers that are around, but they can see him, and he puts his face into one, and it backs off of him because it's afraid. So it's Holy like crap. the fucking Reaper is afraid of Batman. It's like, okay, that's that's pretty good. That's a, that's a good scene. Damn. Where is his yellow ring? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So as, as we saw, you know, of course, the good guys triumph over the Nazis. One of the things also I had to talk about is that, uh, well, uh, Detective Lance in the Nazi world is one of the higher ups. He is a general in the in the Führer's army. He's a Nazi. He constantly refers to our heroes as heroes, and. I want to be like he lives in a world where everybody's the not everybody's Nazis. Nazis is the way of life. Wouldn't he think that he's the hero and the, these guys are are bad guys? Like <laughs> the bad guys shouldn't think of themselves as bad guys. They know that they're they think that they're the good guys. That's right. Uh, scripting error right there, actually. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. It's not. It's not. We're not supposed to look too deep in it, but just think. It's like yeah, it's something that they overlooked and that should be taken care of. But, uh, yeah. That's What'd you what, think of Metallo? I thought it was interesting that they brought in Metallo and I looked it up. They used this, the voice of the, the guy who played Metallo in Supergirl. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? And I liked, yeah, I think he looked pretty good. I, I liked it. I liked the way that he looked and I, and I liked the fact that they made references to Terminator. They're like fucking Terminators coming at us now. <laughs> Yeah, and then the and then the way that they blew him up with the head going into the to the sky that was very much uh the Terminator ride from Universal Studios. Yeah, and Cisco cracking up. He's like, "What's going on?" He's all, I just love a good geek reference, especially <laughs> in dire situations. <laughs> I thought it was weird that Cisco was like out for like a whole episode. Like they knocked him out and put him unconscious or whatever with a uh, concussion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he didn't because maybe he would be too OP for this. Maybe, and I think maybe like his power would have been too useful, like at the moment. So they they wanted they they needed a creative way of taking him and his power out of the equation. Yeah. Oh, um, they freaking uh, Killer Frost. This took me out of it too. Uh, Killer Frost did the whole um. Bobby from X-Men riding on the ice. Yeah, I saw that too. And I don't know if, if Killer Frost does that in the comic book or not. So I think she flies um, by shooting ice out of her hands. So she like propels herself kind of thing? Yeah. Not so much riding on it like Bobby does from, ice, or from the X-Men? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she propels off of it, kind of like Iron Man with his jets in his hands. Oh, uh, okay. Fair, or fair. Firestorm. Or Firestorm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's kind of, that is how Firestorm does it too. Yeah, so that took me out of it. But again, the choreography for this entire thing was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was pretty spot on. Uh, the 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 fucking lineup uh scene where the, all of them are walking towards the bad guys and you know you're gonna meet up in the middle and, and fight kind of reminiscent of the the airport scene in civil war fucking yeah. awesome dude <laughs> the only thing that pisses me off is that and this is nothing to do with the show this is my local television station they they don't broadcast it in true 16 by nine they kind of do a stretched out four by three so i kind of i get the sides cut off so i didn't get to see the the full-on uh lineup as people walk oh, towards okay. the screen or towards the camera okay yeah i got the whole thing it yeah. was amazing yeah oh god that sucks uh, so so were they just making like a cheesy joke at the end when um overgirl goes supernova supergirl's falling falling out of the sky and then, you know, um, Nate catches her. He's like, oh, you know, you need the man of seal to catch the woman of seal. Was that just like it being cheeky? Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was a cheesy joke. And I, I mean, I kind of liked it, but it was also like the, the the logistics of that, like her falling out of the air and then him catching her. I, I don't know if that would have worked. I don't think being super strong. <laughs> or super durable would would make it so that you could catch her and and everything would be okay. But they did it. It's fine. Uh, I mean, he is steel also, uh, so it, it 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 was interesting. <laughs> I, just you know, uh, just thinking about it the right way, the crater would have been a lot bigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I I think that he would also have been like halfway into the ground, like just yeah. like up to his waist in dirt kind of thing. Yeah, but oh well, you know that's uh, again that's just one of the little things I'm nitpicking at. Yeah, um, but yeah. to I mean I know that we didn't see Matt Lensher, but you know I'm just gonna ask you, who is the better reverse, Tom or Matt? I know people are gonna hate me for this, but I think Matt is the better Eobarthon. I I like his Eobarthon more than I like uh, um, Tom Cavanaugh's. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Tom Cavanaugh. And I love him, how he portrays all the different Harrison Wells. Uh, and I liked him as the Earth One Harrison Well, Harrison Wells. But I, I like I like Matt Lynch's Eobarthon better. I, you know, I'll agree with you too. I think uh, Matt Lynch just has more of a sinister. Yes, it is. It's tone definitely to him. more sinister. Yeah. And I like his line delivery a lot more because Tom, he kind of just like. You know, he kind of does like the Batman thing. He kind of gets like really low and like gravelly with gravelly with with his line delivery as Thon. And he, yeah, you're right. And he also, and, and it's just Kavanaugh himself likes to to like kind of play everything up as a joke and like everything witty and stuff like that, which is fine. I, I like that about the character, but it's not as sinister as Matt's. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna spark an argument. <laughs> Once this episode posts, which is fine. I, I wanted. I would love to have a dialogue with people about that. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, so let's last part. I know right. Diggle. Like he hadn't been in the whole crossover, which was a shame. 
And, and you know, he actually, uh, last month, uh, he said in an interview, he's like, my part's going to be really brief, but I'm actually really happy about my part. So he said that it was going to be brief? Yeah, he did say that it was going to be really brief, but again, um, he said that he was actually happy with it. Yeah, and they show him as uh, he's working on his arm, and as we know from the Arrow episodes that he's he's got the, the, the problem going on right now. He's juicing. He's juicing. Now, uh, when he <laughs> – we already know from last year's crossover that he's not so keen on the super speed and the, the, pow- <laughs> the powers in general. So when Barry grabs him, he comes back, and the first thing he says is, at least I didn't throw up this time. And then- Yep, how romantic. Shit. Uh, and then he proceeds to throw up. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was very funny. And he gets – he gets – he apparently he's he was – uh, ordained and, and was able to perform the wedding ceremony, which I, I want people to know that if they already, they, if they were already planning on getting married, well, you know what? I forgot to throw this in at the beginning. Their, their reverend in the beginning of the show is, uh, the actor, William cat. William cat is the guy who starred in the show. America, the greatest American hero back in the eighties. Oh, okay. So that's why that's why he was it was kind of a little cameo and you know he's like one of the first superhero shows kind of thing. Uh Oh, okay. And then I read that wrong. I thought he was like comic book creator and that's why they threw him in there. No, he was a he was the comic book or he was a superhero TV show. Uh you you, you probably have heard the theme song of Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, song? I know that song. Okay. So, uh it, he got killed in the beginning. Now, if they're already to that part, they already had the the marriage license done. You know, they just need someone to sign it, kind of thing. So it, it didn't really matter. Obviously, their their marriage is is legit, is legitimate, and they can have Diggle sign the paperwork. Now, as the worst guest to a wedding ever. Ollie and Felicity decide to get married right then too. Like they're the best man and maid of honor to uh, um, Felicity and Barry. I mean, I, no, sorry, to Iris and Barry. Iris and Barry at the moment, and they decide, oh, let's, we're gonna get married too. So it's a double wedding, and Diggle has to proceed over both of them. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so then Barry and Iris also become their best man and maid of honor. Uh, that that just ah uh, no. Of course, no. Of, of course, Elicity would do some stupid shit like that. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, when when um, I think it was like episode two or three when uh, she Felicity freaks out. She's like, "No, I don't want to get married." You know, like just drop it. I was all, "Yes, I was all, we could totally have our you know our black canary." And- but uh, we totally you know Elicity won. Elicity won. <laughs> Which sucked. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was, ah, God, that was, mm, that sucked. Um, we just, well, I don't, I, do you think it's going to be official? Like, are the, is it going to be really official? Are they going to be married in the next episode? Yeah. Huh. And it'll be like, oh, well, you know, you can't do that to, to Ollie. You can't arrest him or, you know, you have to go easy on him. He just got married. <laughs> I don't think the FBI cops really person. care about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a TV show, so, you know, they're going to try to do something like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's uh, that's that's a lot of what happened in the in the crossover. Uh, I don't know if we're doing it justice or not, but it was. Oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. So we didn't see Diggle throughout the whole thing, and I didn't know about the whole he, it was going to be brief or anything like that. So I thought maybe on the Earth X world that we were going to see a Diggle there, and they were going to throw in a Green Lantern reference finally, like. It's gonna be. Uh, it it would have been that John Diggle was the Earth Green Lantern, and maybe he was killed, or maybe he got for some reason thrown out of uh, their Earth and couldn't come back, or for whatever reason. I really thought that they were gonna give him a Green Lantern ring on Earth X. That would have been amazing. Why aren't you writing for for CW? That would have been amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a reason why they're not using Green Lanterns in this this Arrowverse, right? I mean, okay, so uh, um, again, I think uh, the Green Lanterns would fit um, the best in Legends of Tomorrow, but I think it's just budget issues. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, as much as we saw in like Legends of Tomorrow, where they barely used Firestorm at all, I can, I believe you. I think that it is a budget thing, and you don't want and and pretty much like a Green Lantern ring can solve any problem, so it's hard thing to write around. And then if uh, we were to get John Stewart, he's actually one of the strongest lanterns around. So you'd have an OP character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another another thing too, since we're on the subject, do you think you know just to avoid the the DC movie with Ryan Reynolds? Do you think that when he's not powered up, his Green Lantern suit would be more practical, and that when he's flying, it'd be more CGI? Yeah, I think that'd be the the best way to do it. Okay, spandex, yay! Let me ask you this: uh, What did you think about the the special effects and the CGI in this crossover episode? Like, I think they definitely put in more money than they normally do in normal episodes. But it, I mean, there were still some parts where it looked kind of cheesy, but I still liked it. Yeah, um, the I mean, Metallo looked great, but I could tell it was CGI. Um, there was a lot of heavy on Earth X. There's a lot of heavy uh, CGI effects that kind of took me out of it and then the both wave riders you know had too much cgi they didn't look as real or practical as we have seen before yeah and then like the the opening scene with barry fighting king shark and whatever else was happening in that scene like it looked very cartoonish uh, to me and it was it was hard for me to to it kind of took me out a little bit but i still enjoyed it and then like when killer frost was fighting and she makes the like ice spike on her hand and starts waving it around and beating people with it. I was like, ah, oh, that kind of looked cheesy. Why didn't she just make a sword? Yeah. Or a spear. It, it, yeah. A, a sword or a spear probably wouldn't have been a better idea or just like throwing some icicles at people instead, you know, but she, yeah, she decided to make a club. And then, uh, when, when I, um, Ari did her wind powers, I looked really fake too. Yeah. And they didn't even do, use her that much too so yeah oh, i i do want to say though um last thing for me i swear um all the nazi uniforms looked like the wolfenstein nazi uniforms <laughs> you're it was right awesome they did i didn't even think about that but you're you're absolutely right they looked so good i mean yeah nazis are bad but the outfit their costumes were just amazing <laughs> uh what so i want to I know we've already said we were, we were wrapping it up, but I want to bring up one more thing. So the, one of the whole reasons for the Nazis coming into our world is because 
their Supergirl, Overgirl, has absorbed way too much uh, yellow sun, and she's going supernova. Uh, her heart is giving out, so they needed to get Kara's heart to uh, do a heart transplant and do that. Now, why do you think that happened on their Earth? Do you th is that something that they're bringing up that could possibly happen on uh, Kara's Earth? I mean, that's actually a really good question, which I didn't think about. I mean, has Superman, you know, gotten too much solar radiation and he's gone berserk or supernova in the comics? So, okay, that uh, that brought me up. To Wait, the... doesn't he get uh, sick and that's it? No. And so, like he can't. Okay. So, well, the, well, there's two, there's two, two other times that I can think of at the moment. Now, uh, in new 52, Superman ended up getting a new power called supernova where he can expel all of his power in one fatal swoop. And like, it becomes a, a super blast kind of thing. Uh, I believe you would call it like a, what's the dragon ball term? Kamehameha. Sure. And then, <laughs> uh, the other time is after Final Night back in the '90s, he absorbed so much power, so so much uh, sunlight that he got a new set of powers. He became the electric version of himself. I, rem I I'm sure you probably remember that look, the blue suit look, where he's he looked electrical. Yeah. So that was because he absorbed way too much solar power, uh, overpowering his cells. Neither time did it end up being so the to the point where you know, his heart was going to give out it. So I, I thought it was interesting that they did that with this, which then made me think, you know, what, why did they do that? What is that going to be a storyline that comes with Kara later on? We have to go back to earth. X. We have to go back in time. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, they'll have to, they'll be like, Oh, you know, this is what, this is what was happening to Overgirl. So we need to figure out a way to, to, um, save Kara from it or what, whatnot. And obviously, there are enough smart people in all these all these worlds <laughs> that, that that will happen. I do want to ask you, do you think um, it would have been um, a better scene, you know, how Ollie has a kryptonite arrow and he shoots Kara, she gets weak. Do you think it would have been, uh, played out a lot better if she's like, oh, it's just a regular arrow and it just bounced off of her? It's like, what's that supposed to be? I think it would have been, it would have, and I think this is what happened because... One, why does Ollie have a kryptonite arrow in the first place? He says he wanted he would use it against Kara, but how would he have gotten kryptonite? Kryptonite exists on Kara's world, not his. Two, uh, since it's kryptonite from Kara's world or from Ollie's world, it wouldn't have an effect on the Kara from Earth X because it should. It, I mean, that's why it probably didn't kill her when the arrows went into her. It did weaken her, but it didn't kill her. Uh, okay. The other thing is, yeah, just pretty much why why does he have a, a kryptonite arrow? But I did like the fact that he he had one. He, it, it it's very much uh, it's very much Batman like of him to have a contingency yeah. to go up against her. And in case he, ever go berserk. Yeah, exactly what he said. He's like, in case something like this happens. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just thinking. Maybe uh, when Ray Palmer, you know, had Palmer Tech, maybe he had found, you know, Kryptonite and just off scene gave it to him. Or maybe since we've seen um, Cord Industries, maybe Ted Cord 
gave he bought it off of Ted Cord. Yeah, but they don't have any Kryptonians on this Earth. So oh, how would that's he? That's right. So it doesn't make sense. You're right. How would he have known that it would work against Kryptonians? Damn it! You're right. Because <laughs> I don't even think they used it in the last crossover. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, ooh, that could be it. Maybe he got it from Dominators. Oh, that's true. That's the only thing. The only explanation I'll accept at this point. It's actually a really good one. So yeah, <laughs> that that would make a lot of sense. Uh, I know we keep saying we're gonna wrap it up, but what did you think of Ollie killing uh, the other Ollie? You know, I liked it. That that I happened, had no right? No problem with it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he put an arrow in him. Yep, in his heart. Yeah. Uh, obviously, after Overgirl had already died, his wife, so yeah. he, he wanted to die anyways. But yeah. And I mean, that's a good countermeasure because he could totally, a Justice League Doom thing could probably play out if you left that Ollie alive. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to leave that guy alive. <laughs> He's the leader of a Nazi Nazi world. I don't, uh, you don't want to leave him alive. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, I thought that was so... I, I want I want the the psychology of that to play out where Ollie has to deal with the fact that he killed himself like another oh. version of himself. Not only did he have to watch his best friend kill himself uh, for a second time, but he had to uh, kill himself. That's so weird to say a doppelganger of himself, you know. Yeah, but he didn't show any remorse though when he put that arrow through him. No, none none whatsoever, and and that would make sense to me because that's not something that needs to be dealt with in this. Uh, this uh this this episode but it's something that i would like to see dealt with later on in arrow yeah same here um okay so you know you would think that ollie would be more prepared going up against speedsters because he knows that they exist shouldn't he have more trick arrows to go up against speedsters yes yes he should you're absolutely right but that's we don't really see that many trick arrows from this ollie from this green arrow you know he pretty much just sticks to arrows yeah and it's a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. Um, uh, and obviously, you know that I'm upset that Barry did not kill Fawn. Yeah, and, and and that's the whole Superman thing about it. You know, he's going to be... Because that's, that's what this Trinity is. Supergirl is Wonder Woman. Barry is Superman. Ollie is Batman. And that's just the... And which... Brings me up to something. Essentially, <laughs> essentially uh, this Earth X version is basically the crime syndicate of America. This is this is one uh, Superwoman, uh, Ultraman, and Owlman. Uh, if you read the Justice League comics, you know what I mean. Um, Owlman, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Owlman, Thomas Wayne, uh, Ultraman, uh, Jor-El. Not Joro. Who, who snorts kryptonite? Who snorts kryptonite? And then uh, Wonder Woman, or I'm sorry, Superwoman, who's actually Lois, I believe, with with superpowers sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this is the Crime Syndicate of America version of of this. So you have the the evil Trinity, and you have the good the good Trinity of the Arrowverse. So it was I I, I really liked how that played out. Yeah, it was really nice. Stupid thing, though. Again, nitpicking and goddammit. I know we keep saying we're going to wrap up, but it bugged me. He's like, oh, you're above killing. No, no, he's not. Season two. Barry killed people left and right. That's right. You're, you're absolutely right. And we didn't even, they didn't even, oh, 
Jeez. Uh, but yeah, that's what they were trying to pull off. One yeah. thing, my nitpicky, another one of my nitpicky things, and they do this in a lot of TV shows, not just this TV show, but they do it a lot in this in this TV show in general. Just because you're a scientist in one area does not make you a scientist in all areas. A person who who does uh, metaphysical or I'm sorry, quantum physics like Stein does, he isn't a medical doctor. He doesn't know how to fix medical problems. Like they totally do that a lot. Like that happened a lot in this this crossover. Like I kept thinking that because I think they had Stein working on something else. And I was like, that doesn't make any – he's not a chemist. <laughs> Why would being a chemist – you know, being the fact that he works with uh, quantum physics work out the fact that he would know how to make a chemical solution for something? It, it just upsets me when they do that. I know, and they even drop the line, luckily we have a room full of smart people that can do virtually anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's uh, – like, um, what was it? Felicity – is a hacker. We know that she knows how to do all those technical things, but then they had her working on something else. And I'm like, just because she knows how to hack a computer doesn't mean that she'll know how to work on, uh, the, the speed circuit thing where everybody was, I don't know. I don't remember what it was that he, she had to work oh, the on the pipeline, the pipeline. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was the pipeline. Like I, I was thinking like, shouldn't Iris know how to open up the, like, turn off the pipeline. She works there. She should. I mean, she <laughs> she knows how to turn off the lights. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, all right, uh, that was my last Nick thing. I think we're done. Are, are we done? Are we doing something else we want to talk uh, about? I think we're done. I, I swear to God, if they do drop this on a Blu-ray, we're gonna buy it. We're gonna watch it, and we're gonna talk about this again because I loved this crossover so much. I am down. Uh, let's pitch it to Warner Brothers so they can make more money. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm with you. I, and we'll, we'll just have them stamp Justice League on there instead. <laughs> uh, all right. If anybody wants to talk about the crossover with us or any of the stories that we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel's also on Twitter as super commie Daniel or Danny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter and at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio is our pa- Facebook page. Check out our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geek Elite, or I'm sorry, this is Televised <laughs> Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs>